Arsenal 3, Liverpool 1. Arsenal turned up for the big game, but Liverpool simply did not. What's good guys and welcome to another episode of Mini Football Logic, Zeno here and in today's episode we're going to be talking about the Arsenal-Liverpool game that just passed. Now this is about the second time in about 40 plus days, 44 days they've played. They played in the FA Cup as we know already, Arsenal completely dominated that game but Liverpool found a way to turn it around in the second half and they were able to pull out a unlikely victory to advance in the cup. Now in the Premier League the script was pretty much the same. Arsenal ran the first half, they dominated, but once again Liverpool found a way. A lot quicker than they did actually in the first game in the FA Cup. You know, but as it materialised, thanks to some simple Alisson slash Van Dijk, depending on how you see it, depend, depending on how you see it, mistakes from those guys allowed Arsenal to win the game. But of course it's not as simple as that. Even before the game started, we knew that Liverpool were playing at a disadvantage. They had a lot of key players missing. You know, the main one being Mohamed Salah. Of course, AFCON going on, but it wasn't AFCON. He got injured at AFCON. And all of that kind of stuff. And obviously, some players like Shobazlai were missing as well. There's a few other players as well that were just... They were, they didn't play. This wasn't Liverpool's strongest team. Darwin Nunes was on the bench with a knock. Yeah, I'm not going to mix it down here and make excuses for them, but this is the truth. Even in the FA Cup game, they were playing at a lesser you know, standard in terms of the availability of players they had. But even so, that doesn't justify the level of performance that was produced. As we know, Liverpool have been on a solid run. They haven't lost a game in a long time before this. And they were finding a way on the clock in his final season before, obviously, he took he takes his one-year break off and he probably goes off and manages Germany. But nonetheless, this was very unlike Liverpool this season and Arsenal took real advantage of that. They were fired up for this game. Even looking at the build-up towards the game, they were taking it seriously and they were ready to go out and give their all. Of course, you might say it's an overreaction in terms of they were hyping it too much, but sometimes you need to understand the magnitude of a game to a deep enough level so that you can guarantee a certain level of performance. Hence why the celebrations after the game were crazy as well. They were kind of milking it, but... You know, this is how they feel, isn't it, about the performance. And they were very happy to go out there and give it their best. But Liverpool made it very easy for them. As we know, Arsenal probably have one of the better defensive structures in the league, if not the best, with their very strong pressing system. You know, they're very good at winning the ball back. And they really put the pressure on Liverpool, who were just a bit too lax in possession, a bit too slow. And unbalanced midfield would do that to you. Because of the injuries and... Basically, the lack of certain profiles in the Liverpool squad in that midfield department, they have to play a very unbalanced midfield where you almost got kind of the same kind of player in midfield. They played the midfield three of Gravenberg, um, McAllister and Curtis Jones. They're all roughly the same player if you really think about it. You know, McAllister has to play as a deep pivot, single pivot. Now, there's been some games where he's been outstanding there, so, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And he did play there at Brighton, but let's be honest, that's not where you get the best of him. He's better off playing higher up as an eight rather than as a six. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. And games like this, he just gets... He's, he, it happened in the FA Cup game, even. He was, he, they're just too strong. Declan Rice, big, too big, too strong. You know what I mean? And then you got um, Jorginho, who has the more experience and the more control there. Like, they pretty much ran the midfield with those two there. Odegaard too. Like, the, their, their midfield three Arsenal was much more balanced than Liverpool's. 
different profiles in Arsenal's midfield. You got Rice. You could you could do it all kind of box to box. In my eyes, I see him as a defensive midfielder. That's who he is. He gets the ball back and he keeps things ticking. And then Jorginho, who keeps things ticking even more. He's a deep line playmaker, the guy that controls the tempo. And then you've got Odegaard, the more advanced midfielder, the more creative outlet. It's a much more balanced midfielder. Now, Liverpool can fill the midfield like that, but they can't at the moment. Now, Thiago came on later on in the game and maybe that's going to offer them a, a different type of profile that's going to allow them to put out a more balanced midfield. But in this moment in time, they don't have that. And it showed. Now, Trent on Arnold would have been key to help with that midfield balance, but unfortunately, Klopp played him at right back, Gomez at left back. Obviously, I, I didn't hear what happened to Conor Bradley until during the game. Very unfortunate to hear about his father, may he rest in peace. But they really did miss him. I, and I hope that Klopp would have played him if he was available. Because that would have allowed Trent to perhaps play in midfield. And all of that kind of stuff. And that probably would have allowed them more balance. But even so, Trent was not great today at all. Or should I say not great yesterday at all. He was horrible. We all know how it goes when he Arsenal and Liverpool play. And Martinelli's on the pitch. And Trent's on the pitch. Martinelli will cook this man. Simple as... And, and Trent Alexander's deficiencies in the defensive end of his game will be exposed. This is how it is because we all know that Trent Alexander-Arnold is not spectacular on defense. You know he ain't no Reese James or oh, I say Reese James before the injuries or Kyle Walker. You know he ain't world class or even top standard world class standard at that side of the game. You know he's just he's just average, and that's even to some people that might just be me. That might just be me being nice. But he's just not, he's not amazing on that side. Not as good as he is on the attacking side of things. And it showed a lot that Klopp sold him off as early as he did. You know, those changes, some of them were necessary. Nunes should have started. But of course, if he had a knock, then he had a knock. What can you do? Thiago, okay, let's not say he should have started because he hasn't played in a year. You know, some of these subs, you know, Elliot. I have my opinion on Elliot. He isn't a midfielder. He's a winger. You know, but he's not a winger in this Liverpool system. I don't know. I think he can be for sure. But I don't know if he can be a midfielder in this system. They really have enough profiles that are kind of similar to him anyways if you play him as a midfielder. It's just, it's just too many of these advanced eights Liverpool have. They need more like box to... Not even box to box, but more like defensive profiles. And that's why Endo was so important for them earlier in the season. Because he was that defensive profile. So now that he's coming back from the Asian Cup, Liverpool are going to welcome him back with open arms because, boy, they've missed him. And the balance he offers. But anyways, Arsenal did really well to take advantage. Kai Havertz at false nine. Obviously, the guy can't finish. He doesn't really offer much as in terms of an actual striker. But as a presence, in terms of, you know, carrying out that press and being a nuisance, I, I can't lie to you, he does it well. You know, he technically manufactured that red card for Kanate. You know, the two yellows for Red Kanate. And, you know, you've got to give him fair dues for that. Obviously, the refereeing continues to be inconsistent because... How can Gabriel do the same thing Kanate did for his yellow card and he didn't get that yellow card either? And then Nunes got yellow card for appealing. It's a bit mad. But this is what, this is where the game is in the moment. You know, especially with a referee like Anthony Taylor, who really needs no introduction. I don't really didn't say anything else apart from his name, Anthony Taylor. You know who he is. You know what he does. So yeah, but Arsenal in this case, you know, they they complain that they've hadn't had certain players for a whole season. That party, Tomiyasu, Timber. Okay, fine, whatever. But this is still the strongest side they can put out, and still a very balanced team. And they've been able to field a settled team, pretty settled team throughout the season. You know, regardless of those injuries, Liverpool haven't been able to do the same. 
And I feel like Liverpool have found a way in the last few months, but now it's kind of caught up to them. You know, if any player gets inside of Arsenal's ilk, because Arsenal's quality, if you're not up to your highest standards, you will get caught out and you will get exposed. And that's exactly what happened. You know, Saka did his thing, I guess. Martin did his thing, I guess. You know, it wasn't an amazing performance by Arsenal, but it was one that got the job done and they understood the importance of the game, so they did what was needed to win. But unfortunately, if Alisson and Van Dijk were at their normal standard, then this would have probably ended in a draw. Let's be real here. This game was mistake-prone, error-strewn. Like, all the goals came from mistakes apart from the first one, which was just a simple good bit of football from Arsenal. Let's be real here. Let's be simply honest here, guys. Come on. Come on, guys and girls. We know this. Like, obviously, Liverpool's goal was very fortunate in itself, you know. They hadn't attacked pretty much all game, and then they got managed to get the ball into the box finally. Um, Saliba, you know, tries to shield it, you know, and then Diaz found a way to poke the ball loose. It came off Gabriel's arm and it went into the goal. It's very unfortunate because Arsenal didn't deserve that. They pretty much dominated that first half. Uh, but then in the second half, they got what? They got the just desserts. They got what they deserved, you can say. What goes around comes around. But they didn't just go around once, they went around twice because after the little mix-up in which the ball was bouncing towards Alisson and Van Dijk was shielding it away from Martinelli and then Martinelli did a cheeky little shoulder barge which swung Van Dijk off balance, which allowed Van Dijk to get close enough to Allison to the point where the ball, he couldn't make contact with the ball, he ended up kicking the side of Van Dijk and did it. Ball, you know, bounced off Van Dijk and it landed straight into Martinelli's path. Look how fortunate that is, you know? He taps into the open goal. And then, later on, the same thing, similar thing happens, Trossard's thrown goal in the last, well, he's not thrown goal, but it's well defended, they push him to the wing, and then he squeezes a shot underneath Allison, but it comes off Van Dijk's toe, <laughs> to go underneath Allison, who's very slow to react. Oh, it's a terrible way to end the game. Let's be honest here. It's a very terrible way to end the game for Liverpool. A very unlucky loss, and they will be thinking of all the what ifs that happened in this game. But ultimately, what can you do? That's how it plays out. You make your own luck, and it happens. With you. It happens the opposite way. If you make your own good luck, you make your own bad luck. If Liverpool play better, they won't have to look at these situations of stupidity, and you know. Unfortunate, unfortunate, you know, things happening if they played a lot better. If they played a lot better, they don't have to think about these things. But unfortunately, they didn't play good enough. And therefore, Arsenal put enough pressure on them to have these mistakes occur. Simple as one, two, three. You know? Liverpool probably bounced back. In the grand scheme of things, Arsenal are just a bit closer to the Man City and to, well, I just say, I should say just Liverpool in this case. Arsenal are just a bit more close to Liverpool. Sure, they've lost now, Liverpool, but are they going to lose any more of their next three games until they play against City? I don't know. We don't know how much this result's going to change the title race. Obviously, we know the media's going to make a big deal of it, you know. We all know they're going to try and paint it as Arsenal are officially back in the race. There, you know, but after what we saw last season, can we really say that? They were top of the table and they still found a way to mess it up. Who can really say that they're going to find a way to catch up? Obviously, we all know the power of no pressure of having nothing to lose so we know how things can change you know Arsenal might be a lot more confident because of the, the lack of pressure it's all on City and Liverpool especially to continue their pace but we'll have to just wait and see let's not get too carried away Arsenal are in there again but they can easily come back out of it just like they did before over the Christmas period you know 
It's always been those three, Arsenal, Man City, and Liverpool for the season. So they're making this like a big deal, like, oh, they're back, la la la. Arsenal were still there beforehand. It's just that they were out of form. You know, this game has just reminded to everyone, this is Arsenal, guys. Remember, they're still here and they're still going to try and see what they can do in this title race. But I still think the advantage lays with Man City and Liverpool. You know, especially Liverpool, well, I say it, especially Liverpool, especially City, if they win their two games in hand, let's be honest, they've now got two games in hand, and if they win both those games, they go top of the league by one point. And, of course, one point ahead of Liverpool and three points ahead of Arsenal. So we have to just see how that unfolds, but it's close enough for it to be an official three-team race. Nonetheless, thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Mini Lagi.